Hello and welcome to another edition of the For the Love of Beer podcast. I'm Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend Mark Hardy-Johnson. Hello. We've got two new beers uh, for you today on our 100 different beers from 100 different countries bucket list. We're making pretty good headway, aren't we, Mark? We're doing really well. We're well over halfway now. Yeah. Um, I think when we referred to the scrap last time over the scratch map, in terms of all the beers that we not even drank but acquired, yeah. we are well over halfway. I think, yeah, I mean, we're down to something like 35 left to go now. Yeah. We've uh, made some really good headway recently on getting some really obscure ones yeah. from people that have been on holidays and such like. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're getting there. We're doing really well, but I think we're going to start to struggle getting new beers. It's going to get tougher, which is, is where we may need yeah. to start perhaps relying on the listeners, yeah. if we had any. Well, yeah, if we can start. That's a lie, actually, because we did, we did, we did get, we did get beers off of, technically get beers off a listener. Um, (laughs) Right, so we're doing uh, two beers. Our first beer is something uh, that we've had once before, I think, on a train journey somewhere. Yeah, and I've already totally forgotten about it, and I don't know what that says about the beer. No, but we'll see. And then another beer we'll come to later. We've never had before, so it's completely new. So we're going to tuck into first. uh, It's Lion. From Sri Lanka, so we've already drank Lion from uh, Lion Red from New Zealand. Now this is Lion from Sri Lanka. I think it's completely separate, isn't it? It's not they're not linked in any way. Completely different. Completely separate. Lion Lager imported, brewed and bottled by Lion Brewery in Sri Lanka. So it's a genuine Sri Lankan beer. Eighteen eighty one established. It does. Yeah, it tells you that on the bottle. Old school beer. Yeah, four point eight percent by volume. Um. It's quite a dark looking sort of beer, isn't it? You know, it's a brown bottle with a black label with a sort of goldy orangey line on it. So it's, it looks it, like if that was on a shelf, it wouldn't stand out in Tesco. Not as a lager. No. Because normally lagers aren't presented in this way. No, they're bright, aren't they? Normally, yeah. Normally you've got green bottles or it's, it's a light to a, to kind of... Um, it's a bit like fag packets, isn't it? All the bright packages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Marlboro's, all red and white, you know, it's all like that. Yeah. This is more bottled like an ale. <clears throat> it is, yeah. You're right. Right, um, I'm going to pop the lids. 330ml bottle. Um, so, you know, sort of standard size, really. Oh, 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 I'm foaming. Um, so, Lion Brewery is a predominantly Sri Lankan-owned and operated brewery listed on the stock exchange, blah de blah de blah um, Just watch that, you're bubbling over, mate. Produces the highest <coughs> selling beer, Lion Lager, this one, in both Sri Lanka and the Maldives. And the Maldives. So, it's... Um, it's a very well sold beer and it's owned by the Carlsberg Group. The lion on the label reminds me a lot of lion like lion bars. Yeah, you're right there actually. It does. I mean I don't like them, but You don't like lion bars? No, I don't like lion bars. I haven't had a lion bar for ages. They've got nuts in them. Uh yeah, so it's like um it's a bit like I haven't had one for a while. It's a bit like a picnic, but if you took away the raisins... Right. Yeah, so I, I think like there's a bit either. like it is nuts, chocolate, I think yeah. there's a bit of wafer going on, there's a bit of caramel going on, there's... There's, there's a lot going on in there. A, it's pretty it's busy. packing a lot in and It's not as busy as a picnic, or say um, a star bar, that's pretty busy. Yeah, as they got nuts in as well. So all these sort of chocolates, I don't sort of... You don't like to, a busy I, chocolate I don't like bar. nuts. No, I don't like nuts. Oh, right. So I don't... Are you allergic? No, it just makes me vomit. Oh, so is he sure you're not allergic? It's just the smell that makes me vomit. I'm not allergic. Well, I might be. You could be. I could. He's be. just saying nuts make you vomit. Yeah, no but, tea, no tea bagging for you then. But well, no. But <laughs> like if, if the sort of I don't I don't know. Like if I didn't know about it and it was like finely ground or something, and there was a couple in there, it wouldn't make me vomit because I don't know it's there. But it's just the smell of like. You dry roasted. It makes me heave. Wow, it's disgusting. Because that's like one I of the it. quintessential bar snacks as well. What a lime bar? The, no nuts. Not dry roasted right, nuts. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't stand it. Can't stand them. Wow, that's why we don't have them in my pub. You think you know someone? Mm. I mean, I can cope without. There's other. Yeah. There's other snacks. You'll never get me eating nuts. The yeah. beer thoughts. Initial thoughts. It's not bad, is it? Um... got a bit of flavour yeah it's, it's nice It's it's got a nice um, a nice aftertaste to it it's quite a clean taste um, 
It's it's nice. It's really good. I'm surprised I kind of forgot about this beer. Was it was this buried in some sort of session? I can't remember, but I'm guessing it may well have been because in the early days before we started doing the recordings, we were having some sort of four or five at a time. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, and they were all sort of getting lost between each other. Whereas now we just stick to two at a time. Um, it's, it's, I, I can't remember. I'll try and find it on my Facebook now. I'll see if I can. Um, find what we rated it and all that sort of stuff. I think the be- the best thing I could say about it is it does have um, it does feel distinctive. It, it does, does actually. It yeah. does have it does have something different to it. It has a you know I, mean, I don't know. I, mean, I this... wouldn't say oh this is the this is this taste Sri Lankan because I mean it's, it's one it's a lager, so any lager from any country can taste like anything, but. But I like what obviously... you'd expect it to taste. Yeah, and what's good as well is that when you get, you know, when we get these beers from these countries, yeah, you want it to be a good representation of that country. Yeah. You want it to kind of be distinctive and good. Yeah, there's some countries that have had beers that have been a massive letdown, and this is not that at all. I think this is really solid. Um, news on when we first had it. We had it on the 21st of July, whenever. Oh, okay. Whatever that's got to do with the prize of fish, but that must have been before our Manchester trip, which is when we had another a load of beers. I've just seen the ratings. That was in pre-season. The rating's interesting. We'll, and we'll the picture hop. is in my bar, so it, and the scratch maps next to it, so that must have been part of a big session. Fact. And there's the Hinano behind it from Taizy. Yes. Um, which is which is coming up. It is. It's coming up soon. Yeah, we've got some more of that. Um, that comment below say we love Phil. Yeah. Go on, Phil. We love Phil. Yeah, that's nice. That's my sister. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got original notices, nice label, strong taste, not my cup of lager, but Phil enjoyed it. So, I didn't particularly so, enjoy right, it. Right, okay. So, I, okay, so there's a picture in my head forming that I like this beer, you weren't so keen, and then we had to kind of meet in the middle. We must have done. Yeah. Because I, mean, I don't remember it. I must have been quite pissed at the time. So... So for me, I'm probably exactly where I was on it in July. I've just forgotten about it. And you maybe are changed? I'd say it's probably a little bit better than a six, yeah. Oh, it's better than a six? Yeah. It actually says different opinions, so we've met in the middle six out of ten. Um, and judging by the, the light going on in the background, it doesn't look like daylight, so I'm guessing it was sort of later evening and we might have been a bit pissed. Maybe. Um yeah, I mean, it's all right. It's all right. Um, we're drinking this just before it's best before end date as well, aren't we? We're getting it literally a, just a few days before it's yeah, gone, yeah. I mean, so We're keeping track at the moment of... Um, basically, we're working our way through the whole list of beers that we've got in stock um, in date order. and we, As of today, we're back on top of it again now. Um, well, who can forget our first episode with both the episodes, the both episodes, both the beers that we drank on the first like new beers? Yeah, they were, were well out of date. date, weren't they? Urzu's Romania, that was one of them. Yeah, I think that sums up the general incompetence of ourselves and the podcast as a whole. Yeah, I mean, we soon got on top of that though. We realised the the problems that we were having, and you know, we've worked around it. That's true. Um, I think we, if we're saying famous Shrankans you can imagine drinking this I think does it just come down to how well you know cricket basically and I don't know cricket but yeah. I have been googling it and I still don't know cricket um, you know I was going to do the whole like, I don't like cricket I love it joke but I don't love cricket <laughs> it's, it's just boring isn't it but having said that I did enjoy it in the summer when we were beating Australia Ben Stokes won won the batting thing didn't he he did the he, did, like the, the last... he did the crickets he did the he did the cricket at the la- at the last he did um, cricket he scored a goal cricket. One, like the last yeah. throw or something didn't he, he did a, he did a cricket yeah. and then we had more crickets than um, they had crickets that's the one and then we won the cricket but only by like one goal only by one cricket yeah yeah um, I've got someone I work with who's, who's big on cricket and I and I every time like I try and pretend to know nothing about cricket so I'll always it's, you know, I always tease him the unit of measure, like football's goals <laughs> and cricket. It's crickets, right? So instead of runs, it's how many crickets of, which he doesn't find funny, which oh. makes it funnier to me. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I enjoyed that that day. I, I, I watched. Yeah, I remember catching the very end of it. Yeah, and I was watching something else on telly at the same time, and I can't remember what that was. 
but it was great. I was I had one on in the kitchen and the cricket on in there. And I'm watching both at the same time. I think for once it was it was mildly diverting. I remember summers like I remember summers when there'd be like a test on and then occasionally like if I was at my granddad's and us and he'd have it on and I'd sometimes just watch a bit of it with him. I remember that. Um but I don't remember it really fondly in like cricket, it was more just like spending time with my granddad. Part of your life, right? Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things that's just on. Never really had a phase, a cricket phase. No. Um so yeah, other than cricketers, I'm not really sure what else Sri Lanka really no, national sport isn't it? Celebrity wise, what it gives to the world. No, it looks a lovely place for holiday though. Does it? I'll have to Google it. It does. If, well, I mean, if you if you Google Sri Lanka, and you get like you know places to visit and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's one that looks like some sort of temple of the sacred tooth that just looks something straight out of like Indiana Jones. It looks amazing. Right. Okay. So there you go. Visit Sri Lanka. I would. I, I can't. I've, I'm going to be disappointed on the podcast now, but I really don't know anything about this place and I don't have any particular desire to know anything about it and people that live people people have really long surnames don't they because it's a bit like Thailand sometimes a country like that where you have um, people with very long surnames right I think Sri Lanka um, is is kind of similar you get very very long surnames right I mean if there were like Sri Lankan footballers and you wanted a Sh- you know a Sri Lanka player on the back of your shirt <laughs> it'd be very expensive it'd cost you a fortune wouldn't it yeah yeah um why don't we have any Sri Lankan footballers? You'd think that they'd. Well, it, well, it's just sort of off. It's in. just off. It's just off of India, isn't it? And India doesn't really produce that many. Not that make the. Not that make the transfer to say Europe or wherever else. I know they have like um. They have like a football thing there now, don't they? Didn't they have one of those things where they try to like pump it full of like old has been players and bring over like what in their league? Robert Pirro. Yeah, didn't they try and do something like that over right. there? Or am I thinking of like Dubai? I don't know. I could have there was some sort of stunt where they got like people like Robert Pires and Frank LeBeouf or whatever and it was like you know playing with playing and like, like yeah it was something like that they tried I don't know clearly hasn't worked then has it either it never happened and I'm making it up or it happened in a different country or it hasn't happened yet or it's happened and no one's remembered it we haven't really got any 90s football references for today either have we um no, which is which is poor. Mm. But then I, you know, Sri Lanka. I've got I've got nothing. No, uh, me neither. Other than the fact that it looks a nice country and this is a nice beer. Yeah, you're about to you're about to drop a an uh, a little a Simpsons, Simpsons knowledge bomb. Um, well, it was more of a hope than um, than an expectation. But when you mentioned the long surnames. Yes, we, I had a sudden. Of... I had a sudden thought. Apu from on the, the Simpsons. Simpsons. Nahasa Nahasa Pima Petalon, but he's Indian. Oh, is he? Yeah, I've checked. I, I was just looking then to see if he was. Um, Happened to be Sri Lankan, but he's not. Now that would have been a famous Sri Lankan for me, but he's not. He's Indian. So. And he, um, <laughs> but even if he was from Sri Lanka, quotation marks. Yeah, he's just an animated character voiced by a white guy. But he's still a famous Sri Lankan. He's doing he's doing bits for well India, doing bits for India, isn't he? But there's been yeah. debate about him, hasn't there? What about there's him? been there's been because because uh, now everything's everything gets scrutinised in terms of whether it's politically correct or not. Yeah, we're not going to get into the rights and wrongs of that. But one of the things that kind of fell into that um, woke the bubble racial was, connotations around Apu. Exactly, because it's like oh, he's an Indian guy running a corner running shop. a corner shop. <clears throat> And stereotypes, and whatever. I think the problem is, is that obviously at the time that it was made, and has obviously continued, The Simpsons was already based around lots of supplemental characters. Yeah. And the reason why a lot of them work is because a lot of them play to <coughs> stereotypes, like Chief Wiggum. It's like a fat cop yeah. with donuts. Yeah. All of this sort of stuff. Because the idea, you know, comic book guy is like a sort of fat, sweaty guy, and you know, the Professor Frink and whatever. They're all they're all designed to be very broad, yeah. So they're easy to remember and they're easy to kind of bring in situations. So it's he's he's a very general stereotype by design. But obviously, the problem with that now is is that when it becomes so culturally massive, it becomes it's how other people use that stereotype. It's not how the program uses him. I guess it's how other people use him. So how they would say, you know, mock. 
But I guess the programme's got past the point of stereotyping people now, and it's just a character now. Maybe at the start it was the point of trying to get you to remember him. But there was a whole debate about whether they'd get rid of him. Really? And the guy that voiced him, I think, had to come out and, like, apologise, which I think is a bit... I'm not Indian, so I can't claim any, you know, offence. But I think it's a bit weird that 20, 25 years on or or whatever from when this character was created, he's having to apologise for... His first appearance was in 1990. The world was a very different place. It was. 30 years ago. We should save our Simpsons chat, by the way, for another episode. Yes, because we have some Duff beer. We've got Duff beer And I've got a Duff mug. Yeah. To drink it from now as well. And you know what was great and typical of us in this podcast? Go on. We just missed the 30th anniversary of the first broadcast of Simpsons. And you happen to be wearing a Duff beer t-shirt. And I'm I'm currently now wearing a Homer Simpson Duff beer t-shirt. I have to make sure I wear one as well when when we record So we will do that soon. I'm really looking forward to Duff. Right, should we rate this beer? I think we should. Um... Just to point out, by the way, we bought this and yet another one from Beers of Europe. Oh, I've got a slogan. Go on. We haven't done a slogan for a while. I just thought of one. It's not a good one, <laughs> but, I th- but it's better than nothing. Go on. It's a good beer, and I ain't lying. That doesn't make sense, because it is lying. It's a good beer and what? And I ain't lying. I ain't lying. I ain't lying. Right, I'm with you. And I ain't lying. But if I said lying, I don't think it works, because it is lying. I ain't lying. We'll scrub that. Well, we'll, we'll scrub. Uh, let's go with it. It's a good beer and I ain't lying. I ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> one pound eighty. It's a good a beer and I am lying. But nah, then but they think that I was lying. lying. Then you think you're lying. And I think I'm it's lying. It's not going to work, is it? But it would say on the on the billboard, it would say lion, lie on. Not lying. Like, nowadays, all like the, the slogans and... Or being trendy and minimalist. Basically, the billboard would have a lion with a black background and say, across the bottom in white, like Times New Roman, it would just say, I am lion. Hashtag. Hashtag, I am lion. That's all it would say. Probably, yeah. And someone would have been paid tens of thousands of pounds to come up with that. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. It's great. We're in the wrong line of work. Hashtag lion. Um, yeah, £1.83 a bottle, so it's not expensive. Oh yeah, we didn't say where we got it from. Yeah, beers of Europe, our usual, obviously. Um, we really need to start getting some freebies out of them, really. Mm. Um, you know, with our massive listener base, they're getting so much um, free uh, advertising from us. But having said that, one of our listeners has made a massive order through beers of Europe yeah. recently. So yeah, send us some freebies. We're earning you money. Yeah, we are doing more than we're earning for ourselves. Definitely. This is a not-for-profit podcast. <laughs> Strictly impartial. Right. Um, okay, right. okay, so... Rating. I get the feeling... So, if, we, if we're going back to last time, yeah. it ended up with a 6 out of 10. It did, yeah. Which probably meant that I was a 7 and you were a 5. I'm guessing so. Yeah, it said we met in the middle. So, I would stay with my 7. I would possibly go 7.5. I'm I'm happy with a seven. So should we just settle on a seven? I think we just stick with a seven, leave it as it is. Um, we've not got a lot to say about it. It's a really short opening part to the episode, and to be fair, not sure what you think. Um, <laughs> the next part's only going to get worse because I don't know much about that place either. Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll come to that. We might we'll try five minutes of research before we go. Into yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Okay, so lion beer from Sri Lanka, seven out of ten. Decent beer, available on Beers of Europe, relatively cheap. Um, I, if you're a completist, um, it's certainly not one of the worst ones you'll drink. No, no. And, uh, and you know what? I, I would recommend it. I think it's decent. <clears throat> nice aftertaste. Distinctive. Well done, Sri Lanka. You produced a good beer. Welcome back. Uh, second beer of the episode is something neither of us have ever had before. No, I'm really excited for this one. It is Kamenitsa from Bulgaria. Uh, presented to us in a can. Um, it's probably appearance-wise and style, not a million miles away from Borsodi. It's not, but I will really like this, if only because it's a matte-finished can. It feels like a can that's had some effort put into it. Yeah. All in Bulgarian colours. Bulgarian colours? Yeah, because if you think of the Bulgarian flag... You've got a bit of green and red. Yeah. 
different combination to like the Italian flag. Yes, yeah. because I think it's, it's horizontal, isn't it? horizontal rather yeah. than vertical. Um, all the colours represented. You've got a lion type creature on a shield. 1881, same yeah. year as lion. It is. I'd like to say we've done so that on purpose. very per- well matched players today. I'd like to I say thought we-, we were miles apart, but yeah. actually we're not. <laughs> I'd like to say we've done that on purpose, but, um, but no, it's just the best before date. So there we go. So 1881. Um, we'll find out if, if that truly was a good year for beer, if this was any good or not. Yeah, yeah. There we go. It's a half a litre can. Uh, what's the percentage, Mark? I don't know. <laughs> Can't see it You're on it. You're asking me that quick, aren't you? Can't see it on it. 4.4. Uh, 4. That's an unusual percentage. It is, yeah. 4.4. 4. I mean, I'm just looking online here. It says Caminita currently has six brands of light, 4.4%. So that must be this. Yeah. This must be Caminita light. A dark, we don't like that, but that's 6%. A non-alcoholic, a wheat, and a fresh lemon-flavoured one. Uh, so this is... They're saying it's a light, but towards that's just standard, isn't it? I mean, everything apart from the 1881 um, is basically all in Bulgarian. So it's all kind of like Russian style where like letters are like backwards and weird. Um, the communist regime nationalised Kamenica in 1947 as part of a state-owned alcoholic beverage group. And then in 1952 as part of Vinprom. A Belgian national company InBev, obviously, bought the brewery's Kamenica, blah, 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 in 1995 and added another one in 97. They invested millions in Bulgaria, um... And in 2005, it became the best-selling domestic beer in Bulgaria. Only yeah. in 2005? Yeah. So, on, this was the national beer in yeah. what? F- in communist times? Yeah. But it still wasn't the biggest? Mm-hmm. Correct. So, how, how does that work? Who knows, mate? How can you nationalise a beer and it not become the nation's biggest beer? I might be told to drink it and they still don't drink it. That, might not, that might not bode well. But then it might be that they've... Um, we had this debate before, didn't we, where it was a beer that was a communist beer that then went capitalist. Which one was that? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beer that was, it was, uh, it was a, wasn't, was it Polar? Venezuela? Venezuela, yes. Might have been that. Could have been. I can't remember. No, no, I can't Anyway, I'm I think we discussed what would it, would it have time. tasted different in com- as a communist <laughs> beer, would it have tasted different to, that was it. to now and... Um, good news though in mid-October 2009 private equity fund CBC Capital Partners bought all of AB InBev's holdings in Central Europe for £2.23 billion and renamed the operation Starbev so it is no longer owned by InBev this is a it's a private bit this is, well, it's not communist sort of. it's not not um, it's just owned InBev. by another big conglomerate well yeah it's, I mean, it's worth £2.23 billion, but anyway as of the um, early 2010s Kamenica bottles have pull off caps. Um, so this oh, like Tuborg. Yeah, I ate that. Yeah, yeah. But at least we're in a can. Um, and looking at the the pictures online here, there's loads of you know logos and pictures of bottles and that. And they're all in, like the logo is in English with Kamenica, whereas the one we've got here on the can is, is not. In, you know, like Russian sign sort of type. It's like K A M E H N U A. Yeah. Um, this was I purchased this from. Uh, Manchester on the way home from work one day a shop it says Borat on the can <laughs> it does yeah the <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> but um, Borat was supposed to be from Kazakhstan right he was Kazakhstan or was he Uzbekistan I'm sure it was Kazakhstan somewhere around there wasn't it um, I'm not sure should we crack them open yeah that, if there was any background noise, by the way, that wasn't me having a piss. It was uh, my dog <laughs> drinking some water. <laughs> we're, uh, we're again in my kitchen this time. We're not in uh, we're not in Mark's no. garden pub. We will be back there soon, though. Yeah, <clears throat> indeed. All right, let's tuck in. Ooh, that's got the taste to it. This um, it's more of a conventional lager taste than lime. It is quite strong. Aftertaste. Bit of a froth, bit of a. Can we see just within the can? If I poured this out, it'd be quite a head. <coughs> I don't know what to think of that. I don't mind that. It's different, isn't it? Um, what I would say 
is that it does have an aftertaste, although I don't find the aftertaste to say as interesting as, <coughs> say, Lion. Really? I prefer it. Do you? Yeah, I, I like it. I think this is more of a, um, a typical kind of canned lager. Do you reckon? Yeah, I don't... I don't, I don't like massively dislike it. I just, I just think there's, there was, there's a bit less depth to it than, um, than say, Lion had. It's a bit less interesting. You say this is a session lager. Uh, yeah, it feels a little bit that way. Yeah, it feels a little bit that way. It's fairly, well, it's not weak, is it? But it's fairly weak. It's like four point four. But I could, I could easily imagine myself drinking pints of this quite, quite easily. I mean, it's a bit gassy. To me, the the flavour in this is like a, a Moretti kind of flavour. It's got quite a. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I just think it's more of a... It's quite a strong taste to it. I think it's better, because obviously if we're going... The, the closest thing I'd compare it to, say, might be um, Borsodi, the Hungarian beer that we had. But I think this is a bit, a bit better than that. I think no, this is a bit more... Without a doubt, it's better This is more Borsodi, interesting. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Borsodi was just... That was a, a session lager, wasn't it? It was just packaged, just the. It was quite bland. It this, was. This it was is bland. Yes, yeah, but this is a bit livelier. Albeit, as I say, this this kind of feels like. Um, I think I could I could I could easily see. I mean, this is this is a especially the percentage that it is an after work beer in Bulgaria. Go and have a pint of this after a you know hard day's work at the whatever it is. The National Nuclear Power Plant. Nuclear Power Plant <laughs> in Bulgaria. <laughs> uh, I could just picture it with you know, like with them, the woolly sort of hats that they have. Yeah, the Bulgarians wear them. Or well, the East is a former Soviet country, so probably exactly. I can, and I'm picturing. I know it's not in Bulgaria, but Chernobyl. I'm picturing. You're picturing Chernobyl. I'm picturing um, Bulgarians in a Bulgarian pub. Wearing these, wearing a quick yeah. vodka, pint of Caminita. Is Bulgaria, because I've got I've people that have gone to Bulgaria on holiday and said it's really nice. Really? Yeah, you go skiing in Bulgaria. But people also had nice sunny holidays in Bulgaria. So is Bulgaria a bit like us in that we kind of have hot and cold? Or are they just like... Different, different parts of Yeah, it. I don't know. Maybe we need to look Is that it up. Sofia, the capital? Yeah. That was uh, that was quite a good guess to be fair. Because um, when you oh, look it's, at it's big borders Greece, yeah. Because because where you look at its location, it kind of covers a lot of ground. So where you see where it borders like Greece, like hot countries like Greece, I think that's why maybe there's a contrast because you've got right Romania there, Serbia um, that it's connected to. Yes, um, that. and it's also tacked onto Greece. And is that Turkey as well? And Turkey, it's Turkey yeah. So, obviously, if you're going down towards the south of Bulgaria... Towards, like, Plovdiv, where this is brewed. Yeah. Um, or even you've got a coastal bit there. You have, yeah. So, it's probably quite nice around there, because... Um, beach beer, even. Yeah. In Burgas or Varna. Because this does... I mean, this is a... I mean, this is um Again, I think because of the presentation of it, even though I, I quite like it, is it going to wow people at your barbecue? They're probably going to look at it and think he's bought ten of them for a pound from Aldi. Yeah, or from like a, a Polsky Sklep and gone and got them cheap. Well, I did get it from a Polsky Sklep, but, but that's not the point. No. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. Like, people just think, yeah. But like how, you know, like back in the late 90s, you used to do booze cruise runs to Calais. Mm-hmm. And you come back with, like, just random loads of shit. Maybe this is the sort of thing you'd have come back with. Yeah. You know, it's just weird writing on it. You don't know what it is. I'd never have drank it before if I wasn't doing it for the purpose of this. Um, but I'd possibly have it again. If it were a case of that we'd had more... If we'd had to buy, say, like, six of them or whatever, a case... Yeah. I wouldn't feel too bad about having to drink the rest of them. No, I mean, I, I could easily drink it. Interestingly, this is not very easy to get hold of over here. No, I stumbled across it on that um, visit to the this Turkish place. That's why, because it's a Turkish a Turkish sklep in Manchester, which this which Bulgaria borders. See, now I didn't know that. I didn't realise they were anywhere near each other. 
but now I do. Now I realise why they had it in the Turkish shop. I feel like through this whole thing we learn more about geography than we do about beer. Yeah, they do. Interestingly, they do FS draft in there. Oh, um, now we've had that before, and I really, really liked it. We did. Um, and we, we're gonna. We've got to do FS. We do. As a look forward to that. Yeah, Turkey. Um, we have had it before, but we're gonna record it proper. Um, but yeah, that's why it was there. But there was only two cans. I had the last two. Um, and so who I, knows when that comes back into stock? Well, I've been in there since. I drop in every now and again when I have to come that home, that way home from work because yeah. of the traffic. If I go past it, I just sort of drop in. Um, and last time I went in there, all they had was your standard Heineken, Carlin. Um, interestingly, they had Sagres in there. Okay. Um, that's where I bought that from, which we drank recently. Um, which the listeners already have listened to. But uh, yes, by now, yes. yes. Um, so unless you're a first time listener, which hello, yeah, it's probably not our best work. We're not giving you many facts with either this or Lion from Sri Lanka. It's not countries that we know loads about. No, but sports people, Dimitar oh. Berbatov. Yeah, Boom. but I can, I can go. I can. I'll take your Dimitar Berbatov, and I well, raise you Christo Stoichkov. Good shout. Who was um, surely Bulgaria's greatest? I say sportsman. I mean, definitely footballer. With Bulgaria playing in Euro '96, I've got Bulgaria in my head. Yeah, they did over here. They did, didn't they? They used to have a player like a, a centre half and like a tramp. You had like a, a long <laughs> mullet, and I think his name was Trifan. You might have to look it up. I think it's Trifan Ivanov. Um, who just looked like a drunk guy off a park bench who just basically happened to be a professional footballer. Um, yeah, Trifon Ivanov. Have I got the name right? Oh, he died of a heart attack in 2016. No, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. I remember because he used to collect the stickers. I had the, yeah. the Panini Euro 96 sticker album. And um, the thing he used to know about Panini compared to Merlin, because the Merlin stickers like used to have the proper licensing, like Premier League They licensing. did the Premier League ones, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. But Panini did Panini, Division 1 and Division 2, yeah. as it was. And Panini did like the international ones. Which was great, but they never had any licenses. So you'd always have like the player's head, and then the shirt would be blanked out. So you'd never see any <laughs> logos or badges or anything. Didn't that used to annoy you? I was more into because Norwich was shit at the time. So yeah. I was more into me Division One and you know likewise stuff. Championship as it is now for the young kids. I know um, Trifon Ivanov. There he is. In fact, his sticker might even be there. You see what I mean? That scruffy awful bastard, isn't he? scruffy mullet. Um, don't like to speak ill of the dead. What? No, but he was a scruff. Uh, yeah, so USA 94 was probably the peak of his mullet. And then... France 98. By France 98, yes. he'd gone... He'd gone kind of... Whereas USA 94, in terms of his mullet, it's party all around. Whereas by France 98, it's fairly business up top and at the side and party at the back. It's like he's a tramp that got taken... Um, into a barber's for a bit of a trim so he could go for a job interview. You know what else is great about him as well? Um, Is that he was... Again, this was a a trend that you don't see anymore at all, is um, wearing the nasal plasters. Footballers that wear nasal plasters. Started wearing them at night. Have you? Yeah. You have? Keeps your wife happy. You still get them? I don't snore anymore. Oh, right. I didn't know you could still get them. So... um, They work as well. Yeah. Well, Trifon Evenoff there is wearing one in... in, uh, in I might start wearing some at work just to see if anyone notices. The only other nineties footballer I remember vividly used to wear them. Can you guess who it was? Robbie Fowler. Robbie Fowler. Yeah, everyone knows it's Robbie Fowler's strips. Robbie yeah. Fowler. And because uh, I remember, it used to be such a thing when he used to wear them that um, they used to, um, you know, Pritt stick. Yeah. They had Premier League themed Pritt sticks. Probably talking mid nineties when they when they started to really like merchandise like everything. You had like right. Premier League cereal. Do you remember yeah, Strike? Yeah. Premier League cereal. I'll take your word on that. Yeah, and you had um, licensing on everything. So you had Premier League themed Pritt sticks. <laughs> and the Liverpool one had like the, the, the 95, 96 shirt with the cricket collar. And it had on the, on the lid, on the cap, it had like a nose plaster. So it was clearly like a reference right. to Robbie Fowler. So I had at one point, I wish <clears throat> I still had it, obviously don't, I don't, um, Robbie Fowler in Pritt stick form. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Or as he's also known, God. Obviously. If you're a Liverpool fan. Obviously. Um, but yeah, Christo Stoichkov, um, 
because Bulgaria had a big run in USA '94. That was a big tournament for them. That was where they really like surprised everyone. And Hristo Stoichkov was like their main sort of star player. He played for Barcelona, I think, um, back in the early '90s, like for like Johan Cruyff and stuff, like the big like most one of the most famous teams. He was like one of the star players. And I think he was a bit of a naughty boy as well. He was one of them. He had a bit of a mean streak. He was a yeah left-footed wizard. Um, other than that, I couldn't name you anyone. I mean, I could name you other footballers, but they're not—they're not massively famous. No, um, I'm just looking down the list now. It's not a great deal, is it? Um, there's not a great deal of, um, well, certainly not over here, any famous um, other, you know, like from other areas, famous Bulgarians. I'm just looking into famous volleyball players. <laughs> I'm trying to think because obviously you think of like Bulgaria. Obviously, the most famous people that come out of Bulgaria that sort of go further tend to be sportsmen, so yeah, um, footballers. But I'm wondering, yeah, like say, have they have they delved into other sports where they've got like a rich history? Because I'm trying to think of like athletes, because sort of Baltic countries sometimes produce like you know javelin. They're all hard, aren't they? So. Javelin, javelin fellas. You know, They've got a couple I mean, of boxing Olympic champions here, so that would make sense because they're all, you know, like knocking each other out, having some vodka and just hit each it's other. It's a stereotype, but okay. Well, well they do. Um, triple jumper. Oh, okay. Um, but this is all in the seventies and eighties. Oh, okay. So yeah. it, there's nothing sort of because there's um, just there's, there's the countries that are just like good at throwing stuff and jumping far and jumping high. Yeah. They all tend to be those sort of Baltic state countries, don't yeah. they? Um, like Ukraine, Ukraine always have someone that's good at pole vault. Germany, well, they're not a very Baltic state, but you know, um, throw javelins and stuff. No, I mean, there's not a great deal there. Um, I mean, there's famous chefs apparently, but I mean, they must just be famous over there. Famous criminals list. Here we go. Isn't it weird that on the Wikipedia page they have more in their famous criminal list than they do for their cuisine? Great, isn't it? At their cuisine, they had like two dishes, and that was it. Well, he's, he says he's a famous criminal, but when I click through, he's a footballer who became a criminal. Borislav Georgiev. Wow. Well, he's a defensive midfielder, but it doesn't tell you how he became a criminal. Oh, I feel like there's a film there waiting to be made. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of David Nielsen? He used to be a Norwich player. Uh, did he also play for Spurs? No, he, he was shit. He wasn't that good. All right. Um, not David Nielsen, a.k.a. Roy Cropper. I'm just Googling him, by the way. <laughs> and Roy Cropper off Coronation Street has come up. Um, I'm sure he served time. He, he was Danish. Um, so not Bulgarian, then? No, he's not. That's but a good link. He's digressing, but he was a criminal. <laughs> After he left Norwich, he went to... Where did he go? A whole host of clubs. Um, as I said, he was shit. Um, he fell into serious gambling debt. Um, assaulted a team and, and then in November 2008 admitted match fixing in a Danish game and I'm sure he served time for something to do with um, was that in the 90s? no uh, 2008 because do you remember um, Hans Sagers? I the, do remember Hans Sagers yeah I think he was I think he was a goalie for Spurs and maybe Wimbledon his name rings a bell Hans Sagers so, um, maybe Wimbledon maybe we should Wimbledon um, he had like a he had like a tie business, right? Like ties, like tie rack. as in like tie, like neckties, yeah. Right. Um, but he, I'm sure he got into hot water over match or some sort of financial embezzlement. Really? Yeah. Or his tie business was like a front for something highly dodgy. Was he Bulgarian? No, oh. just another poor link. No, he's Dutch. Hans Sagers was Dutch. He was yeah. Dutch. Yeah. There you go. Goalkeeper took a bribe. Um, he paid £19,000 into a bank short after his team was beaten 3-2 by Everton in a vital premiership relegation match the court here yesterday 1997 Hans Sagers mm, interesting I wonder if his tie business is still going um, I don't know but I'll find out for you Ian Walker has just come up as a suggestion now there's a name it's funny because obviously footballers nowadays earn that much money they can basically finish football and top yeah. level ones could, they don't have to work another day in their lives but a lot of the 90s footballers had to have side projects or other businesses that when they retired, they they take that money and invest it in a business that they go into. Yeah. 
like you know, Hans Sagers has his had his tie business. Remember the Southampton centre half, Ken Moncow? Yeah. He had a pancake, um Dutch pancake van or crepes. Did he really? Yeah. Does he still do it? I've no idea. I just remember one I just remember seeing him um on T V and it was like he had this like crepe um yeah, you know, Dutch pancakes. It was like a wagon thing, so it's a bit like I guess he'd take it with him. It was like a mobile thing, so it would go to like Did he do it to like football? Food shows and stuff. No, I think it was more or less kind of things like artisan markets and that sort of stuff, I think. I right, okay. It wasn't like a I think it was not like a thing on wheels, it wasn't like a shop. I don't think it was like a pancake shop, I think it was like a, a, a mobile thing that you would Right. That would do the rounds. Speaking of football nineties football in particular, possibly noughties. Did you read recently about Neil Shipley? Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, so for the listener, so Neil Shipley was kind of a, <laughs> even when he was playing, he was kind of a fat, burly, sort of overweight yeah, striker, yeah, real yeah. sort of barrel, um, who played for a few clubs. Lower end of the Premier League, yeah, Palace. Wasn't, wasn't that good, but he but he played for a few Premier League clubs, he made a, an okay career for himself. Um, <laughs> anyway, he, re, he recently, at the time of recording, was very recently um, prosecuted for... Um, uh, Chasing a, 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 a woman and her daughter in a van, um, and he was chasing them while wanking. Yeah, he was. Well, he was he was presenting himself, <laughs> shall we say? No, he was actually masturbating. Oh, okay, yeah. he was. So, I mean, he's driving. He wasn't just like having a scratch or anything. He was actually full on. Do you think he was going lefty? Unless he's left. Was he a left-footed player? I can't remember. I can't remember. I think he was a right-footed player. Because obviously your right hand's going to be steering. Depends if he's needing to change gear, though, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I think I think gear sticks handle. <laughs> he's probably going to have to have gone lefty. I'm just I'm just I'm just putting myself in the mindset of Neil Shipley in his in his van. What went through his mind, though? I don't know. I mean, it seems like to be. To, I mean, not with sympathy to him, because obviously you feel very bad for the for the the, the poor women that were subjected to that. Um, but it, it apparently was he, he was going through a, a rough time. Well, there's apparently there's some background stuff there that he's not quite. I'm presuming by his, his van, he's, he must be a builder or something now. Yeah, I think when I read the BBC article, it sort <clears> of <throat> said something something, and it was like a cry for help. Yes, that was his. It's mitigating circumstances. Cry for help. I mean, what a load of bullshit that was. But um, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get the whole idea that kind of like you, like you see them, and then you just felt that need to do that. But not only do that, but then to follow them and carry on. I don't know. I just find it. When he retired from football in two thousand and seven, so you think he'd have enough money to. You know, yeah, but you don't know. Driving around in a van. It could be that like, you make like bad investments, or you don't make because you, you might. You know, some of these people are earning tens of thousands of pounds a week at a very young age, and don't necessarily have a support network around them on how it's spent, and setting themselves up for what happens afterwards. You because you could get a career-ending knee injury, and all of a sudden that's it. You you're done, and you've got to think about what's next. He says he's been receiving counselling for personal issues, including the death of his father and gambling addiction, as well as debt. So as you say, but what's that got to do with wanking in a van? Well, I get all that. I get that he's troubled. Mitigation, but, but what does it have to do with wanking in a van? <laughs> One of the uh, women was 16 as well. I'm guessing that was the daughter, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it was just shocking. Isn't it just? Kind yeah. of darkly funny... But I shouldn't say that. But it's only it only is because it's like because it's Neil Shipley, <laughs> and and it's only. And I guess if you don't know who Neil Shipley is, it's not funny at all. It's horrible. If you look at the picture of him now, he, he really looks like a proper East End white gaff. Yeah. Uh, what your roof doing? He looks like a white van man. He does look like which him. is apt because he was wanking in a white van. Yeah. And but, that rhymes and everything. Yeah. Just, uh, just I, don't know. I mean. I don't know how we've got from Bulgarian to, be fair, even, to Neil Shipley wanking. But, I was uh, just looking at a picture of him celebrating a goal for Crystal Palace and he looks fat and like a white van man even on that. It's quite oh, he was, a, he was a hefty... He was a big guy. He was he? a big guy. He was not an athlete. No. Hello, Neil Shipley, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, hope you move back to Bulgaria, I think. So, yeah. yeah. Sophia's the capital white, red and green flag. 
That's about all we can say about Bulgaria. We really don't know much, do we? Borders Turkey, Greece, and Greece, and and Macedonia, as we just found out. Have you thought as you as you've made your way down this can? Have your thoughts changed at all on the beer, taste wise? You still, um, what are your thoughts on it? If I, if you were to say to me next week, choose between Lion and Kamenica, I'd go Kamenica. Would you? I wouldn't. You'd rather have Lion. I would. I would. But we do, as we've kind of discovered over time, we do have slightly different palettes. We do, but I must say this isn't, Kamenica is not my usual liking. It's, it doesn't really taste like a sort of weak, pale pilsner. It's, it has got a flavour to it, like a sort of dark flavour, in my opinion. I mean, to me, it does taste um, a little bit weaker than Lion. It has a little less depth to its flavour. It is kind of a lighter, gassier type of lager. Yeah. More conventional. Um, but it's not a bad one at all. I think it's. I think it's fine. I think it's. It's okay. Um, but I must say, as I'm as I'm as I'm working my way down it, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not exactly like. I'm not exactly going to get to the end of this and go. Give me another one. I'm not going to be craving another can of it. Have we liked any Eastern European beers, or do we seem to have issues with them? No, well, no, Borsodi because Taiski we were big fans of. Yeah, we did like Taiski. We really liked Taiski. Borsodi we weren't huge on, we weren't massively keen on that. There's still a lot we haven't covered, because nah. there's countries like Georgia and Ukraine that we found really hard work trying to get hold of. I'm really looking forward to Serbia when Bal- we get hold well, of that. Baltica from Russia, um, you were a big fan of, and I didn't mind. That was really early days, Baltica. That was one of the first ones we had, which we need to go back to again. Yeah. Um, so, I, I I can't say that that's, that region's like a, a bad region for us. I just I think some of the beers are hard to get hold of, and I I and I, I don't know. Should we move on to rating it? I think we should. I think we should do fingers on this because it's a tight. new beer. I think we're going to have to. Yeah, we've got no reference points. So we're just we're just going to go fingers. We'll take fingers. one more quaff while you get your, your fingers sorted because I know you've got previous for um, <laughs> getting this wrong. Fingers are ready. Okay. I get the feeling we're going to be trying to meet in the middle or, or this it's, could go It's further. not going to go well. It's not going to, we're not going to rate it the same. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Okay, you've gone for eight, and I've gone for six. Um, eight. I like it. I prefer it to Lion, and we gave that a seven. Mm, that's fair enough. Um, I'm starting to think I overrated Lion. I don't think... What if we were to meet in the middle and give this a seven? I, I would rather... I would rather just take the seven... Don't have to enter some sort of risky, high-risk game of rock, paper, scissors. You're not into that today, no. I just don't want this beer to come out with an eight out of ten. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's anywhere near that level. <laughs> I think. It, I think that that it's not worth the risk. That this beer coming out with eight out of ten is kind of like, uh, you know, a bit of an insult. A team getting battered for like eighty-nine minutes, then scoring in stoppage time, winning one nil, and just sneaking a win. Thanks to VAR. Yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Um, I, you know, I think seven is is. I so would, I would accept. I would, I would rather just take the seven stick rather than twist on this one. I, I'm not going to gamble. <clears throat> right. Okay. So seven unless out you, of ten. unless you're adamant, you want this eight out of ten. You want to. I, I would rather just say, look, are you happy with the seven? Let's go with seven. seven. So we've we've done two sevens today. So two beers from 1881. Yeah. Well, when they were established, so so they're both pretty level, really. If we're giving them both seven, same year, same flavors. rating, yeah, different flavors. Um, Kamenica, I would say, kind of a lighter lager, more gassier, more of a kind of a. To be honest, this is wouldn't a can. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, but I don't know. I think I think you, if you're drinking pints of this, I think there's there's this has more common ground. This beer, to me, has more common ground with this type of stuff that we're used to here in terms of what we drink, what we drink pints of yeah. on draft. And you know, I'm not calling it like a Carling level thing or anything like that. No. I'm just saying it's a, it's a, it's a much better version of that type of beer. Yeah, um, it's, it's a better standard, but it's it's in that it's in that kind of style. 
Um, I just found Lion a bit more interesting. I just thought Lion was more interesting and, and was the better beer of the two. But we've rated them the same. Kamenica, uh if you're trying to do what we're doing, it, it, I mean, it's rock hard to get hold of, but think about what we did sort of outside-the-box countries that are <clears throat> bordering. So if you're in this country where well, we have... It's kind of we're very lucky to have um, multicultural society. I think we are anyway. Um, so you've got Greek shops, you've got Turkish shops, things like that. That might you might be in luck and might be able to get one from there because um, we couldn't find anywhere online for us anywhere that we no, could get it from. Unless that changes between now and recording, um, I would suggest looking your local area um, and see if it's, it wasn't expensive anyway. No. Um, to see what you can get hold of in sort of Eastern European shops or sort of Turkish, Greek shops. If you've got anything in your local area, you could try um, and get it from. Um, thanks again for listening. Um, oh, Mark, tell me about the socials. Um, at FTLOB Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and please listen to other episodes. Yeah, I think listen we to, need to get in there at the moment. Yeah, listen to other episodes. And also um, give us reviews um, as well. I think we could do with more reviews. We're also now on, I mean, you already listened to this anyway, but. We've, we've gone from Google Podcasts, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any podcast uh, app that links into Apple Podcasts now we're on. And we're also now on TuneIn Radio and Stitcher. So, um, so Stitcher's a good one. And TuneIn's a good one because um, that's linked to Amazon Alexa. Right. So you can say, Alexa, play for the love of beer podcast, and it will start playing. In fact, I've got a Hey Google thing and. Um when I ask it to play heart, it says about tuning, so it must work on that as well. Yeah. I'll try it when I get home. So you can, you know, do the washing up and talk to one of your to devices and, well, I'm talking about the listener, not us. And you as well, obviously. We have, you know, we listen to ourselves enough. Right. So I, I feel like, I, see it. <laughs> I, I just said that and then in the other room, um, what's all the noise? It's playing something is that what it is? It's Alexa, yeah. <laughs> it's obviously doing something uh, related to the podcast or playing something back. <laughs> I don't think they'd, they'd pick it up on its own. Right, again, thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back soon with another couple of beers. Um, we've got plenty of extracurricular activity planned as well, so I yeah, think that's going to be... Yeah, we're going to be doing that over We're going to try YouTube stuff weeks. and video yes. stuff and all sorts. Coming up next. Uh, yes, so thanks again for listening, and we will speak to you soon. All I want to do is drink beer for beer.